0: y'all this is ginger devries guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast god's love all things work together for the good to those who love god and to those who's called according to his purpose god has sent jesus to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim freedom for the captives freedom my friends (laughs) that season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily but god needs you to learn something hindsight with god you understand but in the middle of stuff you just gotta hang on trust us we're not supposed to do for god we're supposed to be for god the doing is a side effect god is able to bless you abundantly if he can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field so more can he do for you it's all going to work together for your good if you love god you just continue to stay humble seek god and it's going to be okay it's going to be okay god's word says whatever you do in word or deed do everything in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to god the father through him we pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast his love from scotto albritton studios here's your host ricky Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for Him. Today I'm going to teach you how to let the joy of the Lord be your strength through what God has shown me since January of this year. But first, I would like to say happy 4th of July, happy birthday to America, 247 years ago, the Second Continental Congress unanimously adopted the Declaration of Independence, which provides our legal and governmental framework for our country. With today being a holiday, I wanted to do a special podcast and just talk to you about something that God has shown me over the last seven months. This year, the Lord has shown me how to let the joy of the Lord be my strength and how it's a joy when we let Him be our strength. Today we are going to go over two Bible stories that teach us how to let the joy of the Lord be our strength and why. And I will share you a testimony about how God has shown me why it's so much more fun to let the joy of the Lord flow through us. So the first Bible story that we're going to talk about is from the book of Nehemiah, chapter eight, verse 10. In this verse, Ezra, the scribe and teacher of the law, Nehemiah, who was the governor, and other important religious leaders in that same timeframe stood on a wooden stage and read the book of the law of Moses to God's people to remind them of God's word. Their point was to unify all of God's people as one reading and understanding the Torah. The Torah is five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The Bible Project, which is where I went to do a deep dive on Nehemiah, they called this time of reading the Torah in public to God's people, a seven-day Torah marathon, where Nehemiah said in verse 10, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. How exciting is that? This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. How encouraging for you today listening. I want to encourage you in this episode to let the joy of the Lord be your strength. I want to focus in on that word let allow God, let God be your strength. I have to first ask you as we're learning how to let the joy of the Lord be our strength. Where does your strength come from? What makes you feel really powerful? Or when you stand up tall and hold your tummy in and hold down to your core right over your belly button and think, oh, I'm strong, you know, in the muscle shape with your arms. Who is the core within you? Who is the source within you? Who is the strength within you. This is not girl power. We're not gonna be talking about girl power today. We're going to be talking about God power and that he is the source of our strength. Ask yourself, where does your strength come from? Where does your endurance come from? Where does your perseverance come from to finish the job, to do the thing, to do what God has called you to do? My goal by the end of this podcast is for you to say, Jesus is my strength and here's why because of the miracles He has done in your life, where you started and where He has taken you, by His love and His grace, and his mercy. You are here today. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is definitely my strength, and I can't wait to tell you why here in a little bit, but I want to just make sure that you understand what is happening here in Nehemiah. In my Dr. Tony Evans study Bible, he breaks down verse 10 talking about letting the joy of the Lord be your strength as he writes, what you focus on governs how you feel. The reason why many of us stay grieved for so long is because we stay focused on what is wrong rather than finding our chief joy in the Lord. We turn to the TV to escape. We enter into illegitimate relationships to escape. We get involved with drugs or alcohol to escape. If your focus is properly situated on the Lord, however, he will give you his joy and his joy will give you strength. So my question to you is, will you let the joy of the Lord be your strength? Will you focus on Jesus? Will you fix your eyes on Jesus? And will you let the joy of the Lord spring forth within you from your core, you know, your strong position? Will you let the joy of the Lord be what springs up out of you, through you, and to other people to be your strength, to keep going, to have hope, to cling to Jesus, to be used by God, and to be a vessel for Him? And if you accept Jesus into your heart, He can live inside of you. And be that strength that is within you that will give you hope and give you endurance and give you courage and strength to be able to do amazing things like this podcast, for example, fix your eyes on Jesus to let the joy of the Lord spring up in you and through you to be your strength. I encourage you to let God be your strength. And here's why with a personal testimony. In January of this year, I decided that I was going to take my health and fitness seriously. As you all know, I've shared on the podcast several times, my dad passed away in January of 2022. His name was Scotto Alberton, and we've actually named the studio after him. From Scotto Alberton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. That was my dad. He was awesome and I miss him so much. And his dad passed away this year in March. So there has just been a lot going on with my family's health and I knew that I needed to take my fitness seriously. I needed to take care of my body I would try to go on a run or go on a brisk walk and I would be worn out within the first 30 seconds. So I ended up getting a health and fitness coach and her name was Marcy with Revolt Fitness here in Pensacola and I highly recommend her if you're looking for someone to come alongside you and see what you're eating and drinking, what time you're eating and drinking, how much you're consuming, because she was so wonderful to me through this process. She really coached me and we met weekly. During this training, every day I had to send her pictures of every single thing I was consuming. At the end of the day, I would look back at what I ate for the day, and to be honest, it was overwhelming to see how much I was truly eating and how much water I was not drinking. I was not taking good care of my body. And you could see from the pictures that taking care of my health and fitness was not a high priority. I wasn't working out regularly, even just going on a walk or going to the gym, just doing things that I knew were beneficial for my health and fitness. So Marcy helped me to get back on track to realize what I needed to do and what I should do to be a good steward of the body that God gave me. And from working with her, it's so crazy, but it really all goes back to scripture. I just totally feel like you could have a scripture for anything that you're facing in life. I really like the website openbible.info. If you go to their website and you put in a keyword in the search bar, a bunch of scriptures will pop up related to the word that you put into the search bar so if you're not struggling with your health and fitness something else maybe anxiety stress worry grief anything you can go to openbible.info, put in that word and a bunch of scriptures will pop up to help you pray to God through that struggle using scripture. And I highly recommend doing that. It is awesome and totally freeing. But the scripture that really helped me out with keeping me motivated to take care of the body that God has given me was First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 through 20, which says, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Remembering that I was bought with a price, that Jesus did die for my sins, and that he has given me this new life. As a believer, I have eternal life. And right now I have a lowly body, as it says in the Bible. But when I go to heaven, I will have a glorious body. But I want to take care of what God has given me. Not only do I want to take care of my finances and my house and my family and my friends and my business, but I also want to take care of the body that God has given me to be able to serve his kingdom and to do kingdom work like this, sitting here talking with you all about how awesome Jesus is. So during this training with Marcy, I knew I needed to do something to get motivated. And I love competing. I love running races. I loved playing volleyball growing up. And when I was in high school and college, I used to do triathlons in my hometown of Sebring, Florida. Well, one of my girlfriends, Jennifer Parnell, she's the marketing director at the world famous Floribama. She told me, why don't you do the Floribama triathlon? And so we signed up for it. And it was a really hard race. Uh, The swim was 400 meters. The bike was 16 miles and the run was four miles. To me, the run was the hardest part because we had gone such a great distance and my body was worn out to say the least. It felt like I was trudging through mud during the run part. My quads were super tight, but I just started saying the joy of the Lord is my strength. I didn't know the context of Nehemiah that... Those were God's people that they had traveled from Egypt to Israel, to the promised land, all of the turmoil that they had gone through when they were wandering in the wilderness and when they were in the desert, all of the hard things that they went through and how God delivered them. He performed miracles. He gave them food. He gave them manna. He gave them water out of rocks, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But I'm just screaming during this race. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And it really helped me get through the race. There was another scripture that I was yelling out loud during the Floribama Triathlon. This is on the Florida-Alabama line. So when we were doing the run, we were going from Florida into Alabama and then back into Florida. I'm sure people were wondering who this person was just screaming, Bible verses and calling out to God for help, but I really needed it. I mean, when there were people on the side of the road who were encouraging me to keep going, I was telling them, thank you so much. I really needed the support. And it was true. I was like... Running with this fire inside of me, not only to finish the race, but to do well in it. And it was a joy to cross the finish line, let me tell you. But I have to tell you about this second thing that I was shouting because I believe it will help you with what you are doing today and maybe something in the future where you just need to cry out to Jesus and know that He is your source, He is your strength, and He will help you. So this passage comes from Numbers 20, where Moses and his brother Aaron and God's people are on the journey from Egypt where they were slaves to the promised land, Israel. And at this point in Numbers 20, they are in the desert and they are tired and thirsty and they are complaining to Moses. They wanna go back and be slaves in Egypt. They're like, why did you bring me here? We were better off as slaves. And God told Moses in return, so he's responding to Moses after Moses is crying out to God saying, the people are complaining to me god told moses to take his staff assemble his people get his brother aaron get everyone's livestock get everyone together and god wanted moses to speak to the rock while everyone watched god promised that water would come out of it and give his people something to drink as simple as that god said moses talk to the rock water will come out of it. So Moses did listen. He got Aaron, he got the assembly together, even the livestock. And he said in Numbers 20, verse 10, Listen, you rebels, must we bring water out of this rock? Then Moses raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water gushed out and the community and their livestock drank. God delivered on his promise, but Moses did not do all that he was commanded by God. He did get everyone together and he did get his staff. But instead of talking to the rock, Moses hit the rock. And I don't know about you all, but has there ever been a moment where God has asked you to do something, something simple, and instead you acted out of anger or aggression, or you acted out of pain from your current situation? Unfortunately, I can tell you that I have and I have recently in an overwhelming experience for me, but I can tell you in that moment, God did speak to me and his words to me were gentle and kind and loving and everything that we know the fruits of the spirit to be, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self control. And I don't know if anyone out there has had a really hard situation where you wish you would have acted in a different way. But I can tell you that God will forgive you if you ask for forgiveness. And then you can also ask for forgiveness from someone that you hurt. I believe right now, if God is putting it on your heart to ask for forgiveness from someone that you have hurt, I pray in Jesus name that you do it now, that you send the text, that you meet up, that you apologize and you mean it from the bottom of your heart because God is good and his love endures forever. And when he forgives us, he casts our sin as far as the east is from the west. So you don't have to worry about God bringing that back up again. You just have to know that God is good and that his grace is sufficient for all of us. (laughs) Thank God, especially for Moses. Here in this story in Numbers, when Moses did not obey God all the way, as a result of that, Moses and Aaron were not able to enter the promised land. In Numbers chapter 20 verse 12, it says, But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community into the land I give them. This makes me so sad, but it's a true historical story. For 40 years, Moses and Aaron led the Israelites, God's people from Egypt, wandering in the wilderness, eating quail and manna provided to them by God, and then forgetting how God miraculously provided for them. Then they would disobey God, and then they would cry out to Moses and complain, and Moses would talk to God, and God would provide for them again and again and again, and they would have faith in God again. They would trust God again. It was just this awful cycle. And I hope you all out there are able to hear the story and think about your own life. Do you remember how God has been faithful to you? Do you remember how kind God has been to you? Do you remember how God led you through that really difficult situation and that he was with you through all of it? And he's still with you now. Can you praise God for anything in your life that he has delivered you from? Can you praise God for anything that he is doing for you right now in your life? God is our everything, our protector, our provider. He's our peace. And I just love God so much. I love that he takes this story of Moses hitting the rock instead of talking to it and makes it so tangible for us to understand today. The book of Numbers is in the Old Testament. In 1 Corinthians, which is the New Testament, when Jesus comes on the scene, we get more of an understanding about this rock, okay? it To anybody out there, it just seems like a rock. But no, this is a very special rock. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 4, we understand the true meaning of this rock and why it was important for Moses to talk to the rock instead of hit the rock and He hit the rock twice, by the way. He didn't just hit it once. He hit it twice. So in this scripture I'm about to read, please, if you can close your eyes or, you know, if you're driving, just really hone in on the words I'm about to read to you. Starting in verse one, for I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. So now we know that Christ, Jesus Christ, is the rock. We can thank God for providing for us and knowing exactly what we need and doing abundantly more for us. When that water gushed out of that rock, that is Jesus. And that is where I want you to now think about your strength and your source of your strength, in your core, in your gut, in your heart, and. In your innermost being, when you think about your strength, I want you to think about Jesus. And that should bring a smile to your face because it's not of our own doing. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to strive for it. Jesus gives us what we need and then he does abundantly more. Just picture water gushing out of a rock, something that's hard and dry until God makes that rock gush with water to give all of his people and their livestock something to drink something that they were complaining about and asking moses for moses just went to god and talked to him and god delivered and he used moses to do it so as i'm running this triathlon at the floor bama i'm thinking about this passage because i had recently just read this story and i was praying to god i was just praying god please help me finish and i said god I don't want to hit the rock. I want to talk to the rock, knowing that the rock is Jesus. Jesus, I want to talk to you. And I pray the same for you. The simplicity of the Bible is beautiful. Jesus doesn't want you to hit him. He doesn't want you to refuse him. He doesn't want you to rebuke him. He doesn't want you to push him away or hit him. He wants you to talk to him. He wants you to have a relationship with him. And then he will provide that living water for you in your life. If you really need to sit down and understand the story, I recommend you read Numbers 20, but I recommend you sit down and read that or listen to it, you know, put it on audio where you can push play and listen to the story read back to you. But drink a glass of water while you're listening to it. Because understanding being thirsty and then getting a drink of water is just a really beautiful picture of how the Holy Spirit, Jesus, God, you know, he's our three in one father, son, Holy Spirit can restore you, renew you and refresh you with a nice drink of water. In John chapter four, verse 14, and the TPT translation, it says, and these are Jesus's words. But if anyone drinks the living water I give them, they will never be thirsty again. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit flooding you with endless life. Need I say more? Literally, the Bible has a scripture for everything I want to say on this podcast. And I do pray that while you're listening, that you are going back to scripture, that you are testing what I'm saying, making sure that it's accurate and true. And if you are able to go on a run or go on a walk, I pray that you listen to scripture or listen to a Christian podcast or listen to worship music and just let the Holy Spirit Speak truth into your life. Let God tell you what He wants to tell you. Maybe it's something as simple as, Hey, I want you to go talk to this rock. (laughs) I don't know, but I know what it's not. And it's not going to be, Hey, go hit that rock. It's not going to be go make aggression. God is love and he wants a relationship with you and he just wants you to talk to him. He wants you to have a relationship with Jesus because in Christ is fullness of joy. And if you're still struggling to have a deeper relationship with Jesus, I just want you to look at where God has taken you. I want you to look at your life and how he gave you life. First of all, you know, you didn't birth yourself so how you were born and how god has been with you and i pray in jesus name that if there's anything that you are doing that is wrong or toxic or hurtful to your body or to other people i pray in jesus name that you change that you have a glass of water and you're reminded that god will give you eternal life and that you can change and you can start living out the fruits of the spirit And it's going to look different from the world. The world is going to want to hit the rock. But Jesus just wants you to talk to him. The world is going to want you to go and fight. And yeah, fight your own battles. Go have the girl power. Go be the strength. But Jesus is different. He changes the game. He wants a relationship with you because he cares about you. And he knows what's going on in your life right now. He just wants you to share with him What's going on? How can he help you? Ask him for what you need. Jeremiah 29 verses 11 through 13 says, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And so I'm just asking for all your heart today. I don't want half your heart. I don't want a piece of your heart. I want you to give all of your heart to Jesus. Don't let this just be a podcast that you just stumbled upon. Know that this is for a reason and God is with you and he is speaking to you. I am a woman who is recording a podcast in my backyard in a shed that I built with my friends and family. This is for you today God doesn't want you to hit the rock like Moses did. He wants you to talk to the rock and he wants to show you his promised land. He wants to show you what he's been preparing for you. From the story of Moses, we know that Joshua and Caleb were the only two men from their generation who could go into the promised land. They were the two spies who brought back a good report from the promised land and Joshua and Caleb believed that God would help them succeed. Do you believe that God will help you succeed? Proverbs 16 verse three says, Commit to the Lord, whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. So just committing your actions to the Lord, not hitting the rock, not doing an act of aggression, but talking to the rock, talking to Jesus, knowing that he will give you eternal life. In Numbers 14 verses eight through nine, Joshua and Caleb told God's people after returning back from the promised land and what they had seen, they said, if the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. And that's what I want to encourage you with today. Don't be afraid of anything before you. Just let the joy of the Lord be your strength. I want to end this podcast with the first scripture that we shared in the beginning. Nehemiah chapter eight, verse 10 where Nehemiah was talking to God's people who were in the promised land. Okay, so we've jumped around different decades, but this is where all the exiles are gathered together, listening to the Torah, listening to God's word. And Nehemiah is saying, and this is for you who's listening today. This is how we're going to wrap it up today. So this is for you. Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength." Let's pray. Father God, we don't wanna hit the rock, we wanna talk to the rock. The joy of the Lord is our strength. God, decrease us and increase you. We love you so much, Lord. Thank you so much for letting Riley and I run that triathlon for me to get this understanding that the joy of the Lord is my strength And I cling to that and I know that and I'm confident in your love, God. Your love is at my core. Your love is at my center. And I pray for the person listening that today they say, Jesus is my strength. And here's why. Because of the miracles that you have done in their life, because of where they started and where they are now by your grace, power, and mercy. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I did want to tell you all about a local event happening on July 15th with the Pensacola Dream Center. The executive director of the Pensacola Dream Center, Terry Merrick, wanted me to tell you all about Serve Day coming up on July 15th. They would love for you to sign up and volunteer and serve this year, and it's coming up quick. Terry said, it's an inspiring day where we get to see how one act of kindness can change a life forever together. Terry said, if you would like to be a part of Serve Day here in Pensacola, please sign up. The link to serve with the Pensacola Dream Center is in the description of this podcast. And she also said that kids are allowed to volunteer too if that's something that you would like to sign up your children for to serve with you. So get more information in the link listed in the description of this podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening. God bless you and have a wonderful July 4th. Happy 4th of July. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy, Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy, Haiti, you can check us out at haitibiblemission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders, to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hey everyone, it's Erica with Glassy Day Studio where we believe every broken, discarded, and disrupted thing will be reclaimed, restored, and redeemed by the one who created and calms the waves. Glassy Day jewelry is shaped from recycled surfboard resin and each design is named after a woman in the Bible. And 10% of every purchase supports Foster Care Ministries. Check it out at glassydaystudio.com. And thanks for listening. And if this episode has drawn you closer to Christ, please share it with your friends and family or even one person that might find encouragement in the message and a deeper relationship with Christ. God bless and have a great week. This is amazing.